Welcome to the Flourish with Functional Nutrition podcast. I'm your host, Madeline Lowry, founder of Twin Cities Nutritional Therapy and a nutritional therapy and MAP method practitioner specializing in allergies and sensitivities, chronic fatigue, chronic pain, sleep issues, infertility, and other chronic health conditions. Join me for episode 43, where we talk with Dana DuPont, a professional intuitive artist and a MAP method practitioner from Calgary, Canada. We talk about her journey, her work with empaths, highly sensitive people and intuitives, and how she helps them manage anxiety, negative thinking, and self-sabotage patterns. Learn about how she uses the phases of the moon as a support system for highly sensitive people in her moon mapping year program, and the emotional and creative benefits. Listen until the end to hear how you can learn more about Dana's work. As always, we must disclaim that the information we share in the podcast is for educational purposes only. As MAP method practitioners, we do not diagnose or treat disease, and we recommend working with a qualified practitioner. Now, let's talk with Dana. Welcome, Dana. I am so excited to be able to feature you and your work with the MAP method. Maybe we can get started by having you talk a little bit about your background, mm-hmm. the kinds of things you were doing before you found the MAP method, and how you came to this work. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So um, where I started was um, I was trained as an English and art teacher. And then I, um, for a long time, my work ended up being um, intuitive related just because of some events that happened in my life where I started receiving messages um, from the angels. And at the time, it was such a life shift. Um, I was never in the new age industry. I was not familiar with it. It was not something that I was, um, you know, had any prior knowledge to. And so when it started happening, my, you know, my world kind of took a complete turn and I started just, um, and I did that work like, and I still do that work. It's still a big part of what I do, but it's integrated now, obviously with the map. Um, and, and at the time, what it was, was just um, helping people to connect with their spirit guides, angels, um, helping them to use their creativity and their intuition and helping them to trust their own path and the information and the knowledge and wisdom that they inherently have um, became a big part of it. Because as I was communicating with the angels, obviously, I was doing a lot of healing work with them. Um, I work a lot with my guardian angel, Cassandra. And, written journals and journals and journals, you know, years and years of conversations with her, um, which ended up being my training is how I see it. So she ended up being my mentor without me realizing it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about how, how that transition happened and how you were guided maybe to find the map method? 
Yeah, it was definitely guided because I lead, um, I used to lead these um, women's circles called Moon Sister Circles, did a lot of work with the moon and reconnecting with those natural cycles. Um, and in one of the circles, um, one of the women had come to me for a reading and the, she was asking about this training that she wanted to take, which was the map training. And my angel said, if you take that training, you'll never have to take any other training. That's, that'll be it. And then after the session, my angel told me that I have to sign up and join. And I'm like, what? I, I have never taken a class in 20 years. Like my, literally my, my uh, learning all came kind of from my intuition and the spiritual realm. So it was really not, I mean, I had taken little courses here and there um, for fun and stuff, but no training per se, no certified training. Um, so I was really shocked by the message. And I always argue a little bit at first sometimes because, you know, I'm a little bit stubborn, but eventually I listened and I'm so glad I did. And I'm so understand um, now looking back, I so see why I had to take that training and why it was so important. Yeah. So can you help us understand like what, what you felt the significance was? I mean, you already had a very strong connection to intuition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you, it sounds like you'd already found your life's work. Um, yes. what did map add to that and how do you use it in your, in your work? So I think what's really interesting and, and um, fascinating about it is it added this dimension of one, being able to access the subconscious mind to actually ask it to do the work, which obviously that is what MAP is. Um, whereas before I was always, you know, when you're using your intuition, you're accessing that realm anyways. Um, in my opinion, it's, it's part of how you're connecting um, with the collective consciousness as well as your own subconscious mind. Um, so I was always diving in those realms anyway, but this was different because it was using um, that knowledge and, and using that the access to the subconscious mind to actually do the work that you're wanting it to do, which you know, I'm sure, you know, and, and anyone who's experienced map is really can see that it's takes care a lot of the heavy lifting for you. Um, and so it, it was really powerful that way, just another, um, access to something where you, where I felt, um, really supported and, and just saving time. Cause that's how I feel it is when you're working with spirit too, is you're, you're saving lots of time. <laughs> There's just knowledge there that we don't always have access to, which they can really uh, bring in. And it's the same with the subconscious mind. There's so much knowledge and wisdom and uh, support and help that we just don't always access because we're used to needing it to come from the, our conscious mind, right? Our intellect. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So can you, can you flesh that out a little bit? I'd love to hear how you used to do your work, you know, with just intuitive guidance versus how it happens now that you mm -hmm. have map as a tool. For sure. Yeah. So what, so still in my work, there's like two offerings. I still do the, just the intuitive readings where we will just go and we'll just 
um, I'll connect and they'll have questions and I'll hear what I'm hearing and I'll share what I'm hearing. So I still do that, but what's different is I also have the intuitive therapy sessions and in, and I used to all like, again, I used to have the intuitive therapy sessions before where it would be more, we're going to do the emotional work. We're going to do some of the deeper, um, kind of subconscious work, but now I have the map in addition to working with spirit in that realm. And so what happens is, um, you know, the client comes in they're they're coming in with a concern or what it is they want to work on. And so I'll, um, connect with spirit and kind of get some guidance on how to start. And then I'll just, we'll go into mapping it. So we'll use the commands. Um, and then I'll listen, obviously, when you're, when you're working with map, you're constantly listening to the subconscious mind and where it wants to direct you and which commands it wants to do. So, you're, you know, you're already following, um, that kind of intuitive process anyways, but then sometimes I'll have some interjections from spirit and be like, Oh, also do this, or don't forget this. And so I'll get some instructions, which I never have <laughs> gotten in the past. Cause obviously I didn't know map before. So that part's been fun. <laughs> and funny <laughs> oftentimes it's interesting right what they pull up so mm -hmm. yeah so it just it kind of weaved itself into what I was already doing is what ended up happening and so what kinds of clients do you see like what what does your practice specialize in or focus on I'm, I'll work a lot with highly sensitive people and empaths I myself um, am a really highly sensitive person and I had some reactions to map in the beginning that, you know, uh, even when I had talked to the, the creators of it, they hadn't um, experienced that before. And so there's, a, it's just a familiarity with the sensitivity that can come um, when you are really highly, when your nervous system is really highly sensitive or you had, you know, you're really highly sensitive plus trauma. And that's my background is being highly sensitive plus um, having trauma background. So it's just, it's nice to have something that can um, go at that gentle pace if you need it to. Right. And, um, and so that's always kind of been my client base just because that's where I've been also. Um, and the things that I've struggled with too. So, and I do a lot of, you know, inner child healing um, and mother wound healing uh, because I work a lot with divine mother. And so there's a lot of, you know, accessing your inner mother and healing that relationship um, and all of the stuff that can come from um, having a difficult childhood relationship with your mother. So, and obviously with that, because in my work, we really use the moon and the, the cycles as um, a support system for highly sensitive people. Um, because that's one thing that for me was a big part of my healing that happened right before MAP um, was just really integrating myself back with those natural rhythms ended up being so supportive to my nervous system. And so I integrate that with um, the map work that I do. And it really helps to, to support my clients also in their, with their nervous systems. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit, you mentioned that some of your early experiences with map were maybe different from other people's experiences because of your unique, very sensitive um, nervous system. Can you just talk about what that looked like for you and how you 
uh, learn to manage it or it, it maybe resolve it? Yeah, so well, MAP resolved it. I mean, that was part of it, right? It's part of why it's so great. But um, when I was going through it, and at the beginning, just having a lot of um, reactions to the commands, because what was how it was um, moving through me, um, was activating some stuff, which sometimes happens when you're doing the neural retraining, it's it can it can, as it's working itself through, um, it can activate some things, right? So then obviously when you're really highly sensitive, then it's making it um, just uncomfortable and, and um, um, it's to me like any healing that you do, you're going to hit some spots um, where you're going to have to confront some of the uncomfortable experiences. Um, that you maybe you haven't dealt with in the past and how that has affected your nervous system. So for me, I just had some body reactions, um, some physical reactions, and then obviously trauma um, getting triggered. And so then I, you know, worked backwards with MAP and was able to um, reduce the trauma and the trauma response so that it wasn't intense. And now it's not an issue at all. And I've only ever had probably, even in my highly sensitive kind of um, groupings, I've only had a handful of people who have similar reactions in the beginning with MAP that I've had. Um, the rest, nobody ever has kind of reactions to it. It all goes very smoothly, but sometimes, you know, it, it shows up that like, whoa, that was like super intense and it does all of these intense kind of things. And, and so just knowing that that's a possibility um, and you can be confronted with that, it's really helpful, right? Because I freaked out when it happened to me. I was like, what's going on? I don't know. I don't feel, you know, what's, what's happening. But then I realized what was happening and was okay. So that part I feel like um, is a helpful for, you know, highly sensitive people when they're doing any work to just remember that you can have um, reactions that maybe you're not familiar with and that's okay. They'll just pass. It'll go. It's part of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when you say you worked backwards with map, um, do you mean backwards in time or what do you mean by that? No, what I mean is um, so when it first, it was a, an intense experience to begin with. And that's kind of what I mean. Not everybody has an intent, like most, I'd say like, even with my clients, 98% of them or 95% of them don't have intense um, experiences, um, but some have intense experiences like I did in the beginning and it was really intense. And then, so then I, what I did was just um, by doing more map sessions and moving through it more, um, realizing what was, that it was the trauma that was really um, getting worked through and the anxiety. Uh, and from that, then I just kept working on the trauma and I kept working on the anxiety with MAP and then it resolved those reactions, so. Okay. So how do you feel like MAP, the MAP method has helped you personally? Oh my goodness, it's been, life-changing literally I know that's so cliche but it's so absolutely true um I just recently have mast cell activation syndrome so an autoimmune kind of disorder whatever you want to call it um and with that I can have a lot of multitude different reactions just because it's a you know whole system response so you can 
have different things happening. But <laughs> recently, um, I've been really using MAP to um, diminish the physical um, manifestations of those reactions. So one of them, for instance, I'm allergic to temperature changing. Like, so when it gets hot, um, my, like all of these, my mass cells will dump all these chemicals in my heart and my heart just doesn't work properly. It doesn't. Um, and then I become really, um, low energy because I'm not getting enough oxygen and it's just, it's a really tough experience. Um, because obviously it's really uncomfortable when your heart's not working properly and can be even a little scary. Right. But I've been using map and it's been <laughs> shocking to me. And along with all of that, when, when the heart's not functioning properly, there's also like bloating and, um, and inflammation that happens also. And I've been so shocked how listening to my map recordings, because I create recordings based on the moon. Um, and I've been using them for my MCAS and it's been phenomenal. Like it brings, it brought it down like this to, to nothing. And so I was able to tolerate the heat um, because all the symptoms went away. So that part has been fascinating to me because in the beginning, I was mostly using MAP for emotional issues like trauma, which obviously when you're working on your trauma and you have an autoimmune disease, it's gonna, it's gonna help. And, and it did help my reactions anyway. Um, so it was affecting my physical being. Anyway, I just never directly um, went to map with the physical symptoms. And now that's what I'm doing. And it's working so great, like phenomenally great. So I'm really impressed by that. Yeah. 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 So I actually came, came to map in a different direction. So I, I, that's exactly what I do is working with chronic health conditions, including mm -hmm. allergies and sensitivities. That's how I got started. That's how I even yeah. found it. Wow. So, yeah. 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 I went, it took me a while to get there <laughs> and now I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So I'm intrigued because you, you say that, you know, uh, you work, you like to work and a large part of your client base is highly sensitive people and empaths. And I have to say, I didn't know a lot about that when I got into the map method, but since uh, I've been practicing this method, and I, and I started reading, you know, and, and listening to all this information about HSPs, highly sensitive people, and empaths, physical empaths and emotional empaths, I started to realize, wait a minute, like, I think most of my clients are in that category. And also most of my clients have, many yeah. of my clients, yeah, I would say the majority have trauma histories, yes. significant trauma histories. And so you know, kind of all of this is kind of coming together for me. So can you talk a little bit about how the MAP method um, might be, I don't know, a, a, an appropriate method or maybe even more impactful for people who are highly sensitive or are bona fide empaths? Maybe mm -hmm. we can just say what the what that means because I don't know that everyone listening even knows what that means. Well, I know highly sensitive when when um, 
you know, when I was reading about it has to do with the nervous system and just that it absorbs a lot more information. So it absorbs a lot more to me. What that, that means is it's like, it's absorbing a lot more emotional information and it's absorbing a lot more energetic information. So although you can be in, in a room with all these people, like only some of them will be taking in all this information that's not being spoken or said, but it's in the room and they feel it. And it's not only do they feel it, but they're absorbing it, which means it's affecting their nervous system. Because when you're absorbing that information, your nervous system has to handle it. You have to digest it all. You have to, you know, um, so an empaths, uh, it, to me, um, I don't know like what the the actual definition in terms of what the difference is. But to me, an empath is also being able to communicate and, and um, um, receive information on those levels also. So for instance, you're just receiving more information when you said environment, it's, you know, it's like my clients who, who, um, you know, experience a lot of grief when, when a tree falls down, like, because they can feel it and other people um, who can't feel it think that's ridiculous because they just don't uh, experience that same thing. So if you didn't experience, I could see how it would seem ridiculous, except for that when you feel it, it's not. And so to me, they are such a gift to the world. And I wish that, you know, um, corporations and and so many um, big decision makers would actually access information from highly sensitive people and receive you know insight from the environment before they made decisions because the the information that they receive I think is is really impactful and helpful and um, wise and would help us run our world a lot better but it's so far not the case you know yeah. So, so I started learning about highly sensitive people. I can't remember whose work it is. Uh, that was a person who coined the term highly sensitive yes. people. I, I heard, you know, uh, I think there's a, a, a Ted talk that she did and she also has written a couple of books and I thought, Oh yeah, you know, that's me, you know, highly sensitive, like just as you said, as you described, just more impacted, more, um, uh, sent high, more highly sensing or um, influenced by information, um, emotional information or other kinds of information in the environment that other people don't seem to, may not be aware of. Yeah. But then, so I thought, oh, I'm, yeah, that's me. But then I started reading Judith or Orloff's work. She's, a, she's an MD. She specializes, she's a physician that specializes in taking care of uh, medical needs of empaths. Mm -hmm. She herself is an emotional and a physical empath. Mm -hmm. And she, she wrote a book called uh, Essential Tools for Empaths, which I found mm -hmm. fascinating. Lovely. Um, where she talks about, so she has some self-assessments in there for figuring out if you're an empath or not, or are you an emotional empath? Or are you a physical empath? So an emotional empath is someone who really is impacted by emotional information. Mm -hmm. Um, and is extremely sensitive to being in large groups, right? Mm -hmm. Needs um, a lot of time to recover from being around difficult people. Um, yeah. Like, you know, they can't separate themselves from what they witness in the world, whether it's TV news, movies, you know, uh, yeah. media, yeah. right? So they almost need like a low media diet, um, 
anyway, she has all these characteristics and you kind of take this. But one of the things, one of the characteristics she mentioned, which was so interesting because, you know, then I learned about your work was, are you sensitive to phases of the moon? The phases mm-hmm. of the moon. And I yeah. thought, the phases of the moon? <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. even pay attention to the phases of the moon. But, you know, that is, you know, that is one of those things that is more heightened for someone who is an empath. So an emotional empath feels emotional information, right? Can pick up emotions from others, but not only, so the highly sensitive, the difference is that the highly sensitive person receives the information, but the empath actually feels it in their body. Like they, they take it in, it becomes them. Mm -hmm. So that person's sorrow becomes your sorrow. You Mm -hmm. take it on. Um, and, uh, and the physical empath is actually able, actually takes on physical symptoms from people around them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that was something I never considered before. Mm -hmm. Um, anyway, really interesting book, but tell me more about how the map method, you know, why do you, why do you specialize with this group with the map method and sort of how, what are the interesting associations or correlations there. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I think when you had mentioned, you know, with the moon and the moon cycles, um, it's interesting because the work that I do right now is every week I create a map recording um, based on the cycles of the moon and the natural cycles. So um, because, you know, when we're working with the seasons and the natural rhythms, and then you're tying that in with what's going on with the moon. Um, to me, it's like you're you're already kind of tuned in, especially if you're highly sensitive, you're already tuned into these rhythms. So why not use them to the best of your advantage? Um, and so that's what I'm continuously trying to do is helping um, my people it, that, you know, follow the moon mapping year is is to really access those um, energies so that they, so that they're carried a little bit more than having to do all of that work on their own. Like for instance, in, um, in October, um, you know, spiritually speaking, that's a time of the year where the veil is just a little bit thinner between our world and the world of spirit. And it is ancestral like for so long for it's been an ancient practice in through many different cultures at that time to connect with ancestors um and to pay homage to ancestors and and also just to communicate and so um i create map recordings at that time to clear ancestral memories from the body because there's already this movement there there's already this um whether we're aware of it or not it's been in the collective unconscious for a long time (laughs) So it's, it's nice to be able to pull from that and, and to use it. And just like in the spring, um, there's, there's so much renewal. There's so much rebirth. There's so much um, happening around um, shedding, you know, old layers and, and stepping into something new. So I do a lot of, you know, planting um, new intentions in and using map to clear what's out of the, you know, what's in the way or what's not in, in agreement with our goals. Because of the lot of work that I'm doing, um, you know, is is magic based, um, meaning, it you know, you're planting new moon intentions, and you're watching them grow. Um, so you're planting seeds of dreams and goals, and then you're working with map to release um, what might not be in agreement with those 
those uh, goals. And the reason why I work with HSPs and empaths on that is because it's unfortunate, but because of the sensitivity and because of the extra information that they're always absorbing and carrying, um, it just feels like there's a little bit extra challenge there of meeting goals and making dreams happen. Um, so let's say they have a business goal and they want to reach something, but they've just had to contend with so much. And when you have to contend with so much, you, it's hard to bust out. And that was my personal experience with my own dreams and my own goals. And that's how MAP was so helpful is it just dumped a whole bunch of shit I was carrying. And what I look at it now, um, especially with the moon cycles, because at the new moon, it's like the symbolism is you're planting new seeds. But at the full moon is when you're releasing. So if you like think of it like the breath, like, an inhale is the new moon, but the exhale is the full moon. So at the full moon, you're using map to like get rid of as much as you can that you held on to during the whole month that you didn't even realize you were holding on to. And that's the part that I think, you know, is so helpful for HSPs and empaths to realize is you are holding on to and absorbing so much more than you're even conscious of. So you uh, it is so helpful once you get in a rhythm of regular emotional and energetic release, like whatever that looks like for you. I happen to like teach it to do with the moon cycles because I find it really easy and supportive when we're um, following that kind of natural cycle. Um, but whatever it is that you're doing, just make it a regular practice to dump shit <laughs> because you're picking up a lot of stuff. Right. So yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So can you tell, tell us more about what your programs are, or like the, the, you, you kind of mentioned it here briefly, the moon mapping year, but tell us more about the programs that you offer um, for your clients. That one is the one that um, I, there's just a, a couple um, like that. I have the moon mapping year, which is, you know, where you're receiving a recording every week. Um, and we're using those cycles to do the inner work and do the release and do, um, so there's some that work on the body um, when it's the right time in the year. And there's some that work on the ancestral memories. There's some that work on um, just the vagus nerve and the autonomic nervous system. And, and there's some that work on connecting with your spirit guides and your angels. Um, so I go, you know, the gamut between the neural reprogramming for, for, you know, going from the emotional realms to the physical, to the creative and the intuitive. Um, and that one is just strictly the recordings. Um, and, you know, sometimes using myth and, and, um, and spirit to guide those also. And then the other thing that I do is art journaling with the moon. And with those, what I'm teaching is just um, how, again, to use those moon cycles to tap into the creativity and to release things emotionally, but also to create. Um, and I don't just mean like create artistically, I mean, create uh, the experiences that we want in our lives, um, but allowing the art journey to, to carry us through on that. So that one I use map, but only in the classes um, that I run. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So the art journaling one is like a, a group sessions. 
it's it's a class yeah yeah they're they're group um it's a group experience yeah okay yeah 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 and do you do that online or do you do that in person yeah I do uh actually most of my work online because I work a lot with people from all over the world so online is the best way to to get us together um and and I have a Facebook group that's uh, art journaling with the moon Mm. and so that's just a free group that um, people can join and just start playing, right? Because I offer art prompts every moon, every time the moon changes phase, which is about like every three or four days, just so that you can get into the rhythm of, you know, the moon cycles. And the, as they're changing, um, I just give a new prompt to use with your art journal, every moon phase, and, um, and then we share um, our pages together, what, what people have done. So it's fun to see what other people have created also around those themes. Can you talk about, you know, why, why clients come to see you? What is it that they want to work on? Like, what are some of the uh, typical kinds of situations and what kinds of results have you seen, witnessed, mm-hmm. you know, in your yeah. mind, using your various skills Mm -hmm. yeah um well it's interesting because you know when it comes to doing the type of work that I've done I really see you know um a wide array of issues or problems um because I think every empath and highly sensitive person experiences the challenges of that in unique and different ways. Um, Plus, even when the trauma comes in or um, the relationship with with mother and how that affects mother-daughter relationships, um, it's just interesting that so many different issues appear, but we can approach them and support them in the same way. So my work actually isn't really centered on a certain, um, people don't come to see me because they have a certain ailment. That's not, that's never been <laughs> my, um, my way. They come to see me because they know I'm connecting to the realm of spirit and they want to, um, experience the the perspective that that brings or they're just interested in knowing what that side of things uh, has to say about what they're being challenged with and um so i you know i help couples i help um i help mothers i help um entrepreneurs i help you know i help therapists i help you know i have i have every (laughs) um every type of, of career client, I'm sure on my (laughs) roster through the years, um, which actually I really love, right. That I get to see such a wide array of, um, people and what they're doing and, and how it's affecting, like how their own sensitivities are affecting them. Right. So they're just, uh, basically it's just the sensitivities. I would say that like kind of groups us all together. Um, and that we don't have a lot of support, nor have we, you know, been given the skills or the tools of how to deal with that sensitivity. And so that's why they're coming. Mm. 
Do you have a few stories you can share with us? Yeah, sure. Um, I know one of my favorite stories is with the moon mapping year. Um, I had a client who was, uh, it was actually with the ancestral ones that I was talking about in, in October. Um, and she was telling me about how she was listening to it. And she's like, it was, I did a series of three. So one was with the lower body, one was the ancestral memories in the hips and the pelvis. And then the other one was with the upper body. And so she was doing the lower body one and she, um, she had a lot of pain in her knee for a long time that um, she thought was arthritis. And then she was listening to the mapping session and the pain went away. And she had all this experience when she was doing the mapping session, like her leg kept moving and, and um, she was like, I couldn't stop it. And it was just shaking and moving. And, and I laughed because so often, I don't know if you've noticed this with clients, but it definitely happens in my world. <laughs> there's just a lot of trippy experiences that happen with map, like things that you don't plan, that you can't plan, that you have no idea. It kind of feels like, oh, what's going on? I don't know. And of course, it's what it's like when you're working with spirit and the subconscious realm. Of course, it would be like that also, right? Like it, things are going to happen. Um, like sensations are going to pop up and you'd be like, Whoa, why, how did that happen? Or what happened? So that was happening to her leg. And then the pain went away and it never came back. <laughs> she was like, I thought I had arthritis there, but apparently I think it was just ancestral memories. <laughs> so that was, that was a fun one. And then there's of course the phobias. Um, and um, Oh, I have another funny one actually, because I actually identify as witch and there was this woman who came to see me and um, we used MAP, but it was so effective that she was really scared and wouldn't see me again be, because she didn't understand how it worked so effectively. And the fact that I called myself, which really scared her. So <laughs> when you added those two things together, she was like, oh, what kind of weird magic is this? And I'm like, um, it's just neural retraining, but <laughs> so that was, that was fun. Um, and yeah, just lots of, wow, a lot of um, bringing down anxiety and the trauma responses, right? So that they're more manageable. Um, like I used to live with a degree of anxiety that was an eight or nine and pff, I'm like at a one or two now all the time. And mine used to be chronic. Like it was just every day chronically at a high intense level. Um, and many of my clients uh, had those experiences too, where it just was really, um, the anxiety was just brought down. I think it's one of the best things about MAP is how effective it is at uh, reducing stress and anxiety and the physical responses of, of those conditions. Yeah, so, I agree. I agree. oh yeah, it's, it's life-changing for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I love those stories. So you, um, you have people coming to you because they've heard about your work, they are looking for, maybe they've recognized that they are highly sensitive or they're an empath. Mm -hmm. They're looking for that insight that you can provide to them through your own guidance, spiritual guidance, as well as the opportunity to maybe resolve things, not just understand them better but actually have some resolution right through the map 100 okay. percent. yeah 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 which is i think great about map right it, it really brings it like you know makes it takes the work you're doing and then pumps it up to 100 times it's so great 
So I'm curious because you have this like additional dimension to you. I'm a little jealous, right? Because you have this spiritual guidance. Right? I, I don't have an inner Cassandra, you know, I do kind of feel like sometimes like there the people who there are people who are drawn to the map method because they already have these, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't know what we call them, like uh, clairvoyance, yes, or clair other things. Um, yeah. and I felt and so they have a connection to intuition and the spiritual world that I definitely don't have. You know, I feel like I'm clair nothing, mm -hmm. and I, I mean, I, I came to the method because I thought I. I wanted a neural retraining method to help my clients with sensitivities and allergies retrain yes. their brain so yeah. that they could tolerate all these things that they yes. are sensitive to, right? Yeah. People coming to me, you were eating six things, yeah. you know, um, yeah. couldn't go, couldn't go for a walk, um, yeah. couldn't leave their home. I mean, just like really, you know, excessive yes. kinds of um, reactions to external things, stimuli. And and I, I had to develop that, like the, the basic ways that they teach us to kind of connect with your intuition so you can make decisions, you know, yes. yeah. with the map method, because we have like, you know, billions of different instructions that we can use and like what yes. is appropriate for this person, what order does it need to be in and all that. Yeah. So like figuring that out, I mean, that, that took me a long time to really get, you know, mm -hmm. but you had this on board. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So can you talk about your experience of doing map sessions as someone that has this sort of other knowing? Well, um, one, I think we all kind of have that knowing. And I bet you as you're as you're experiencing, you're you're noticing that it was there. You're just like practicing it more. Right. Like kind of tuning into it and getting familiar with it. Um, and and so for me, it was just. um I guess maybe I'm a little confused by the question. Um, all I know is I can he hear both sides. So I just listen to both sides. And and even though I argue often with my angel <laughs> Cassandra, which by the way, if you want to know, because one, guaranteed, everybody has a guardian angel. Guaranteed, 100% always there. I feel like it's a support system we've been given by divine love. It is definitely 100% accessible. But one of the greatest things is just ask, like ask for what you want. So if you want to have a connection with your guardian angel, ask for it and then wait and let it watch what unfolds. And since you have math, map what's in the way of having that connection with your angel, guardian angel, and see what happens with that, right? Because um, it's such, it's so fun, in my opinion, anyway, it's so fun kind of hearing from the realm of spirit and what they have to say and the way they joke with us, but also like massively um, send this support and this love that is so dependable and constant, like nothing you, you know, can access in um, human relationships because we're, you know, we're flawed and wounded and, and have a lot of, um, stuff to work through. So, so it's, I would definitely encourage you to ask if that's of interest, you know, um, it's definitely accessible. I think if you desire it, that's a, that's a sign, right. That it's, um, in your realm of being able to uh, receive. Yeah. So the way for me, I just ended up using the pendulum because I like pendulum and that's how I receive my answers. And then now that I've been doing it so long, um, 
I can also just often just know, like I just know, okay, go here, go here, go here, go here. Like, so it, I won't always have to use my pendulum. I can just be listening. Um, and that works too. So. Mm. Yeah. 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 I was just imagining it was a richer experience for you to work with a client, you know, than it is for someone. No. <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's the same thing, right? Just following the, following the prompts and that's, that's what's great about it is just using the commands, right? So there's just that added dimension of sometimes spirit stepping in and saying, hey, don't forget this or don't don't forget to do that. Or you need, I'll hear a lot of instructions um, in order to support the client. Like Dana, slow down. Dana, do you have to stop right now? And you have to talk to them about this. And so then I'll stop and I'll be like, okay, spirit wants us to talk about this for a moment before we move forward. So that will happen often in, in um, sessions is just, they're interjecting a lot and telling me what to do. So they're bossy. Mm. So can you tell us a story of how you um like connected with your intuitive side and started hearing these messages? So it happened when I was pregnant with my son, actually, you know, and of course I have the, you know, history of having had experiences when I was younger and stuff, but the actual like receiving messages part came when I was 25 and I was pregnant with my son and my mom had started receiving messages about three months earlier. And and she was like writing them down and she had, um, you know, uh, received this message for this professor, not this um, scientist at the U of A. And then she went and delivered that message. And then three months later, I received a message for a complete stranger that I knew nothing about and actually ended up being a woman. It was still, it's still so dear to me, this, this woman, because she was like my first message and, it, and she was, um, had been diagnosed with cancer and the angels were supporting her through the process of releasing and letting go. And so their messages had to do with some support, asking her to really work on her marriage um, before she left and then work on some significant relationships before it was time to go. So it was just deeply impactful, that first experience. And then the first experiences also were really impactful because they were strangers and I wasn't doing this professionally. Like it had just happened. And so they would, the angels would like give me a description and give me a first and last name. And then they'd say, tell them this. And then I'd write down what they were telling me to tell them. And then I'd have to like, you know, take those old school, cause they didn't have Google back then, but like they'd take these old school phone books and look for the person. And then I'd call them and I'd be like, um, <laughs> okay. So I know this is going to be really weird, but, and at the time it was so nerve wracking because I so thought, I don't know why, but I really thought they were going to angry at me and hurt me. Like I was so afraid of the response. Right. But I really felt called to do it anyway. It felt so important. It felt like I was just so pulled to do that. And then um, I think, you know, the reason for my personal journey, why it happened was that way was I think I needed a lot of faith building uh, both in myself and kind of in in the connection, um, because there was such amazing moments. Like one time there was um, a man that I had talk to whose father, um, you know, my angel Cassandra was, and, and whenever I'm connecting, I'm usually connecting to my angel Cassandra. And then she's telling me who's with her. 
So I'm not like somebody who's like connecting with people who've crossed over. That's a medium usually. Um, but I'm always usually just listening to Cassandra and she's kind of intervening. And so there was this man whose father had passed away and they had some unresolved stuff when he passed away. And the message, um, you know, was in regards to that unresolved stuff. And so when he heard it, he was just like, it's just so healing when a stranger calls you and says, you know, like, I just heard this. So can I just share it with you? And, you know, and then it ends up being um, something that impacts you emotionally. Right. And something that had, had, had been left unsaid. So in, in our map, it'd be like unfinished communications. Yeah. yeah. So they really help with the unfinished communications. Oh, and then yeah. there was another one who's uh, who, you know, when I called and it's it another one too, that was just so impactful. Um, and she was like, I can't, I had called her in the morning and she was bawling after I read her the message. And she's like, you don't understand. I almost committed suicide last night. And so what you're saying to me is so needed to hear. And I was like, oh my God, okay. It's worth, you know, the risk of, of looking stupid or feeling dumb or, you know, all the things that or or worrying about being hurt because, of how someone will react, right? So I, I realized that it was far worth the risk. And then obviously those those experiences were so impactful and and um, life changing for me that I just completely left teaching and you know went into the new age realm. <laughs> so <laughs> changed my industry. Wow. Yeah. So it was a, it was an interesting beginning in my twenties. I'll tell you, you know, but had a lot to learn. I would definitely suggest that people have like physical mentors sometimes when they're doing it too, because um, it was, uh, you know, there's, when you don't know what you're doing, um, it, it was hard for me to stay grounded, which impacted obviously my nervous system again, right? Because yeah, it's a lot of what I've been healing is what I kind of did a little bit in my twenties in regards to that. So just knowing how to stay grounded and in your body as you're having spiritual experiences is really important. Mm. So thanks for sharing that story. That's remarkable. You know, for people who've been listening, who are curious about your work, they want to find you, how should they best do that? Probably just go to my website is the best location. So it's danadepont.com. Um, and I'll just share with you a little bit of magic. My last name, my married last name, um, ended up being meaning the bridge. And my, um, my first name means um, mother of the gods. So when those two, I put those two together um, a little while ago in my writing, uh, Cassandra actually asked me to look at that because I was doubting what I was doing. You know, when you have those moments of like your inner critics coming up and you're like, who am I and why am I doing this and what's going on? And she's like, Dana, what does your first name mean? And I'm like, it means this. And then she's like, Dana, what does your second name mean? And, it's, and I'm like, it means this. And she's like, okay, reverse them and put them together. And, and it was a bridge to the mother of the gods. And I was like, oh, bawling. <laughs> I was like, okay, I get it. Because all of that healing work that, you know, comes with um, connecting with that, you know, divine love, um, which to me is, is like divine mother. So that's a little bit of information, but how you spell it is D-A- P-O-N-T-E. 
that's how you spell my last name. So that's where you would find me. All right, great. Well, thank you for joining me and sharing so much of your experience, your knowledge. It's fascinating. Well, thank you so much for asking. It's yeah. wonderful meeting you. Thanks for joining us for the Flourish with Functional Nutrition podcast. Please listen again and remember to follow us and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or Stitcher. To learn more about the MAP Coaching Institute, visit mapcoachinginstitute.com. To learn more about Mind Remap for Health, visit mindremapforhealth.com. Until the next time, be well and flourish. Content of this podcast, copyright 2021 by Twin Cities Nutritional Therapy. Music by Barbara Benn.